Hey everyone, and welcome to the Rookie Life Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Prophet, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us here today for episode number 12. Okay, rookies, I recently had the opportunity to speak with someone who's a self-proclaimed millennial, who's done some career hopping and soul-searching, but whose bravery has absolutely inspired me. But get this, she didn't even know the things that she was doing were that courageous. She just thought, hey, I'm just living my life, making the best choices that I know how, when in reality, she was taking giant leaps of courage to create the life that she wants. So today, I'm really excited to introduce you to someone who is right in the thick of her rookie journey. And although she may not know it yet, her story is going to inspire so many people. But if you're new here and you're wondering what other fun things we talk about here at The Rookie Life, well, let me tell you. We focus on what it means to start something new, even when you have no idea where to begin, how to develop new skills in all areas of your life, and how to find that it factor that'll keep you motivated every single day. So join us as we dive headfirst into what it means to be a rookie. Come on, rookies. We all have to start somewhere. rookies and welcome back to episode number 12. Before we dive right into the awesome story I have to share with you today, I wanted to let you know a couple of things. The first is I wanted to remind you that we always provide the show notes for each episode. So if you're interested in learning more about any of our guests, then visit crystalprofit.com slash podcast. That's crystal with a K and profit with two F's and two T's to see the show notes for this week's episode. You'll also find social media links for our guests or any websites that they may have so you can follow along in their journey. The next thing I wanted to remind you of is to be sure and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. There are some amazing things around the corner and I cannot wait to share them with you. And while you're at it, please rate and review the show on iTunes. We just did our first giveaway, and it was just such a fun experience. And in the future, we're going to choose random reviewers to receive some really cool Rookie Life merchandise. You can leave a star rating between one and five stars, and you can feel free to leave a comment on what you think of the show. I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to get some really cool stuff, because who knows what the next prize will be. Okay. Now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, let me introduce you to our special guest today, Naya Morgan. And to start off, I thought I'd share some fun personal facts about Naya. She loves hiking, archery, $5 movie Tuesdays, and spending time with her godchildren. She also has a deep love of animals, and she's looking most forward to getting a bearded dragon, some fish, and fostering dogs one day. Y'all love her already, right? Like, she's just so great. But Naya's been living in the Houston area for about three years, and she's categorized herself as taking the typical millennial career route. While she has degrees and certifications in massage therapy and wellness, that's not what she practices today. She's held many jobs from working with realtors, a cleaning company, a debt management company, a bank, etc. 
but her most recent experience was with a law firm. What she's decided to do, and guys, this is where we get into her being so much smarter than she gives herself credit, is she's taken the knowledge she's gained from each of those jobs and put them towards something that could help people and be profitable. So I can't wait to share the rest of her story with you, so let's get right to it. Here is my interview with Naya. Okay, well, Rookie Live Podcast, I'm so excited for today's interview. Today, we have on the phone with us Naya Morgan, and she is not too far from me in the Houston, Texas area. And welcome to the show, Naya. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so we are excited to learn a little bit more about your journey and what you have been up to Um We've kind of told the audience a little bit about your background. You you know, you were going into massage therapy and doing something totally different than what you're doing today. So can you share a little bit about your journey and where you are today? Okay, definitely. Well, essentially, I, I, I want to say I'm just like any other millennial. We, we, we thought in, in 2007 when we graduated high school, yes, this is, this is what we're going to do. And massage therapy was mine because I like helping people. And I thought, you know, that was a great way to help people. And then after graduating from school, I realized, okay, well, I don't really like the politics of massage therapy. Like I want to help people. But when you put that in the corporate world and they don't really understand how exactly you need to help people and how taxing massage therapy is on your body is like, okay, well, you're no longer helping people. You're really just hurting yourself. Mm. So it's like, okay, well, then I went on this whole long journey to try to find exactly what I'm good at. So I've done pretty much anything you can think of and everything you can think of. Um, And I basically keep on coming back to the same things. I want to help people. um, And I've always been fascinated with real estate. So I just put the two together. That's awesome. Well, I mean, at least you know yourself and you know that, you know, what is going to make you happy and you can identify because honestly, I think that that's part of the, the, um, the number one important thing to know is when you're unhappy or when something you're doing doesn't make you happy anymore, even if it's something that you love, you know, like that's, I think that takes a lot of courage to be able to kind of step back and say, okay, let's reevaluate the situation and see, you know, what's really going on. So were you working for, um, I guess a corporate massage chain or was it like an individual, like, um, cause I know I've been to some where, um, it's, you know, a, a group of masseuses that work together. Like how was, what was your environment like? Coming fresh out of school, it was more the corporate ones. So I worked for a fitness, uh, fitness center. They had a gym, personal trainers, they had hair cutting, they had pretty much everything and massage therapists. And then I worked for just the kind of salon, like a um, family owned salon, that wanted to and wanted to incorporate massage therapy. And it's just the expectation at that time for a massage therapist, because it was still new. It wasn't, it wasn't like everyone should get a massage as a way to, as a preventative. Mm-hmm. It was kind of just like, I'm going to pamper myself and get a massage. Yes. So back when I graduated, it was, oh, a massage therapist should work eight hour shifts. And you're kind of like, no, I can't, <laughs> I can't work an eight hour shift because I'm utilizing my body. Like you, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm sitting at a desk typing. I'm actually doing body work on somebody. Yeah. So just, when I, 
Sorry. No, that's fine. Go ahead. I was going to say, so when I realized after, you know, about a year of that, that this is what they expect. And I started depleting myself. Essentially, I was just like, okay, this is this isn't going to work. And it wasn't too common for massage therapists at that time to really have their own businesses. Now it is. But back then, it really it really wasn't. But I'm just picturing, so what I was going to say is, you know, you're sitting here saying about your body, and I'm thinking of a professional athlete who, if you were to ask them, hey, do you practice hardcore eight hours a day? And they're going to say no. Like, you know, like they might do, you know, an hour here, an hour there. They may be working on, you know, their mental game or something. But eight hours a day, like that's a lot. That is a lot, lot. Well, um, and I know in your bio, you were saying that um, you have been in Houston for three years. So where are you originally from and what brought you here? I'm originally from New York. Um, My family is like my dad's from Jamaica. My mom's father's from Barbados. So we're kind of just Caribbean in general. Um, But I was born in New York and I don't care for the snow. I guess if you want to like blame it on the Caribbean roots. (laughs) I'm just not built for snow. So I was like, I was gradually getting further and further south. Like I stopped in Maryland, they snow. I stopped in Virginia, they snow. And I was like, okay, (laughs) you know what? (laughs) Going down south. I'm going as far south as I can. (laughs) That's too funny. So did you move to Houston? Like, do you have roots here? Do you have family or friends? Or you just kind of picked an area and you said, you know what? This is where I'm going to go. Exactly. Just picked an area and was like, I'm going. I really expected to see like, okay, so don't judge me, but <laughs> I expected to see like cowboys and like tumbleweeds. <laughs> like I was ready when I drove here. I was like, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be like all the Westerns and the, and the shows. And then I got here and I was like, this is like New York. Right? It was so, so funny. That's so funny. Especially for, you know, um, being, so I've, am more used to the Dallas Fort Worth area. I was, I originally grew up in East Texas. So coming to Houston, it definitely has more of a city vibe than if you go to Fort Worth. It does, you do have that country feel and the cowboys and everything like that. And you go to West Texas. Woo, that's where you're going to find the tumbleweeds and all that <laughs> stuff. So, yeah, coming to Houston, it is very city here. But it's great. I love how culturally diverse it is here. And it's so much fun to see um, just the different aspects of the city, just the culture, the museums, the music. Everything's really cool here. So I'm glad I'm glad that you ended up here because this is how <laughs> we met, actually, is, you know, in a Facebook group. So I just think that that's so cool. But, um one question I wanted to jump back to is, um, so was it just the, um, what prompted you to go into the, the different direction? Did you just say, you know what, I'm done with this. I can't handle this anymore. And what made you decide on stepping into the real estate market? Going in a different direction was kind of realizing at some point in your life, you realize if you're the person that you have to go to somebody for advice or you're the one everyone comes to. Mm, And so for me, I'm the person everyone comes to. So like my mom has a problem with anything. She's coming to me. If like my family has a problem with something, they're coming to me because I'm the one that's, you know, been a paralegal. I've read contracts. I've been doing, I've been debt settlement management. I know how to negotiate debts with creditors. I've worked for banks. I know how the mortgage processes work. And so I've done so many different things that I, I know how to dig in deeper and find answers to the questions that, when you call these places, they don't necessarily tell you up front. So I have the 
the means to tell you what questions you need to ask to get the information that you really need. So I was like, at that point, I'm like, well, not everyone has that person in their life where they can go to. So like, what if my parents didn't have me? So if my mom had an issue with the electric company and didn't have me to call so that I can call the electric company and fix it. And I'm like, there are people that don't have that. So if I can be that for somebody, that would be great. Now the real estate came into play because I couldn't figure out how to make that profitable. And I didn't want to make that profitable. Like I don't want to make money off of helping you like that because I don't want you to be scared or worried about asking for help because there's, there's um, like, for example, a guy um, to like yesterday, he needed a jump and he asked me, he was like, well, can I pay you for a jump? And I'm like, I don't understand why you would have to pay somebody for help. Yeah. Like, it's a jump. I didn't have to do anything. I gave him my keys. He took my car. He jumped his car. He was like, do you want me to put it back in the parking spot? I was like, no, I'm getting ready to leave anyway. Like, you're good to go. Like, I don't yeah. need anything. So you are just like through and through a helper. You are a natural, you know, like, let's, let's get this job done. Like, what's your problem? Let's figure out the solution. You know, let's work on this together. I, I love that. I love that because a lot of people don't have... I don't know if it's courage or if it's just the um, the intuitiveness to step out of, you know, a comfort zone or their safe zone and help someone else. Everyone's kind of always in their little bubble, you know, yeah. like this is my perfect little bubble. I'm happy in here. So I think it's really brave of you to step out and say, no, like, come join me or I'll, I'll hop into your bubble, you know, and we'll just kind of see how we can help each other. And I think that that's so great because that is – exactly the type of people that I try to surround myself with because you're only going to, you help other people, but in turn they help you just as much. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's awesome. Well, um, so for those of you who don't know, I think I kind of hinted on it a little bit earlier, but Naya and I actually met in, um, a women's entrepreneur group, uh, that's actually here in Texas. And it was very, inspiring you know I just kind of put a message out there like hey you know does anyone have a cool or unique story on they that they would feel comfortable sharing on a podcast and I was really blown away by their response um, for people wanting to share their story so how has joining these types of groups online and these different support communities helped you I guess kind of get out of your comfort zone and just to kind of push yourself a little bit further okay so it's those groups are amazing. And especially like, cause you have people, women like you that are in them. And even when I responded to your post and I'm like, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not doing amazing. I'm not doing the, the, the best that some of these other women are doing, you know, I'm just, I'm making my way the best way I know how, <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't have millions. I'm still in an apartment, like, but I'm running a business and you're like, well, the fact that you haven't stopped, you don't give up, you're still going, that's something, that's an accomplishment. So these groups help you, help ground you and help you to rem- to remember that everyone had to start somewhere. So just because you're not where you want to be or where someone else is, that doesn't mean you're not doing an amazing job in your own sense. Wow. And that's basically what this helps me to do. Well, let me tell you, first off, you are not giving yourself enough credit because as someone who I was born and raised in Texas, I've never lived anywhere else. And for you to uproot your life and move down here, like just to keep, you know what, this is a far enough South. I'm just going to keep going. I don't know anybody, but I'll meet somebody eventually. I mean, that's amazing. Like 
that's kudos to you because I don't know if I could do that. Like, and I'm pretty brave, but I don't know. That's just, oh, so that's awesome. I like give yourself some credit for that for sure because that's just, there's a lot of people I know personally that would say absolutely not. I would never do that. So that's amazing yeah. that you're doing that. Definitely. I, I mean, Pat, I'm patting myself on the back. I'm like, right? there's Good. like, there's a little things and like everyone you talk to, they help you realize like the little things that you've done yes. that are a step in like a positive thing. And even though you don't look at it as any big deal, cause it's like, well, this is like, I didn't have, I don't have any kids and I don't have a husband. So moving one person is not that, not that hard. But then, like you said, it's also the mental part of it. Like, can you like you don't know anyone here. Do you really want to just up and leave and move from everyone you know? And it's not like you're moving down the street or around the corner. You're moving to uh, like halfway across the country. (laughs) Well, and so on that note, how did your family feel about, um, you know, your travels? Like, you know, just saying, Hey, I'm just, I'm going to go see what happens. And you know, what, what were their thoughts whenever you decided to move away? They're always pretty supportive of the random things that I do. I guess they're used to it by now. <laughs> I hear you on that. I understand that. <laughs> I guess they're used to it. So it's kind of just like we would wish that you come back to the East Coast and, you know, so that we can all be closed. But, you know, we get it. But if you, you know, want to come home, no, we're always going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome, though, to have such a supportive family because, you know, I, I can't imagine um, a healthy environment where or a healthier environment to have that safety net of home. But to also, I think I would think that would give you the confidence to say, you know what, I am going to try this thing, even though it's scary and I'm terrified that I don't know what's going to happen. But you know what, I'm going to make it work. And if I don't, I always have my family to fall back on. So that's really that's really awesome. Well, my next question is, um, so where do you see yourself in five years? Do you, I mean, and I don't mean this in a very specific, okay, this is exactly where I'm going to live. This is, you know, what my husband's going to look like. This is how many kids I'm going to have. Like, I don't mean that. But where do you see yourself, um, I guess, professionally and personally in a way that is projecting yourself onto your future self, if that makes sense. If it doesn't, just let me know, because I think I confused myself a little bit. But where do you see yourself in five years? I think I'm with you. Okay, so (laughs) in five years, um, I'm pretty much, in five years, I would, I want to be able to teach other people, or rather not even teach them, because a lot of people are just helpful in nature, Give some, give other people the ability, the access to be able to help people in the way that they want to without being stressed out about, oh, this isn't profitable for me. Oh, how am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to do that? Um, personally, on a professional level, I want to be, of course, in like in a house, have my investment properties. Of, go- of course, I'm going to start flipping houses eventually here soon. Um, and then personal life, personal, that's just, I, I need to work on that in general. <laughs> just see what happens. I just got to work on that <laughs> at some well, point. But that's great, though. I think that just the fact that, um, you know, there's a lot of people I could ask the same question to where you see yourself in five years and they just look at you blank in the face like, what? I'm 
I don't even know what I'm doing for dinner tonight. You know, (laughs) what do you mean five years from now? So just the fact that you've thought about it and you're consciously making it happen. I mean, I think that that is so important for everyone to know that, you know, it is so important to live in the here and the now, but just having that little glimpse of what could be in the future. That's the part that I love to talk to people about what they would love to accomplish and the things that they would love to see their business do or personally in their life, just stuff to happen. It just, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to see, you know, what, what things you shake up. I feel like you're a, you're a mover and a shaker and you're going to like get out there and you're going to get it done and not going to take no for an answer. (laughs) Definitely. I try to be, and I completely agree. It's better to at least have like some type of idea of where you want to be because it makes waking up easier. So, like, it's not like I don't have hard days where I'm just like, uh, I don't really feel like it or, uh, this isn't going to work. Like, self-doubt is is serious. (laughs) That is is definitely a struggle. But for me, I'll lay in bed in the morning and I'll be like, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. This wasn't this might not have been the smartest idea I've ever had. And I sit there and I'm like, okay, well, the harder the day, the more the percentage. If my day is not that bad, it's like 80 percent of it is just showing up. Just get out the bed and show up. And then the harder the day is, 100% of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at 100%, 100% of it. Just get up and show up. If just you just show up, show up, something will happen. And so that's, that's what I tell myself. That's so good. But you have such a healthy, positive outlook on, you know, struggles. And, you know, even if you don't have everything figured out or you're still working on, you know, bits and pieces of yourself, like I think it's great to have that mindset of, I just got to show up. It's all I got to do today. I'm not feeling it. I'm going to, but I'm going to make it happen. I'm putting one foot in front of the other because so many people get stuck in just this wall or this fog of, you know, I don't know where to go next. So I'm just going to kind of hang out and get stuck in my groove and just keep going and get complacent. I guess that's the best way to put it is to settle. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But, well, um, I want to jump into, this is one of my favorite parts of the interview, but it's what we're calling the keeping it real questions. And we ask all of our guests this. So um, the first question that I have is what motivates you on days when things are super tough? And I use the same analogy with everybody because it's happened to me a gazillion times and I cannot, uh, yeah. But you, you woke up late, you spilled your coffee, you're running late for an appointment, like you're just completely frazzled. But what med- motivates you on those days just to keep going? I'm going to go back to what we talked about before, just showing up. Like that, that's literally my day when I'm just like, it's 100%, just show up. I'm like, if I do nothing else today, I showed up. That's I, awesome. It's just, and, and I want to say that I want to say like I'm the poster child and like I I think of oh what I want for my future and everything but that would be a complete and utter lie I don't I'm just sitting there like I don't want to do this I still if one more bad thing happens I'm turning around and I just (laughs) sit there and I tell myself like look just show up if you just show up if all to if all you did today was show up you're you moved in the right direction just don't stay still just move Well, that's awesome. So is that, but is that going back to the poster child thing? Is that something that someone do like, do you have a voice? Like, is it your mom or your dad or a coach or a teacher or somebody just like in the back of your mind telling you 
uh, you know, did you just show up today or is that an inner voice? I want to say it's an inner voice kind of because it's what I tell people. It's kind of like practice what you preach. Right. Like if the harder, the harder things get, just start, make it, go back to making it small. Just show up. Yeah. Like you didn't want to get up today. You didn't want to deal with the kids. You didn't want to do this. Okay. Well get up and make everybody breakfast. Well now you got up and made everybody breakfast and now you want to do something else. Right. You got moving. So that got everything, the wheels turning and everything started for you. So you had a productive day when you never wanted to do anything that day to begin with, as opposed to just sitting in the bed and letting nothing happen. Yeah, that's awesome. No, that's such a healthy, like I said, outlook. And it's funny because I'm sitting here while you're saying that. I think that part of that, I'm sure, either consciously or subconsciously comes from the massage background because, you know, you're helping people get healthy and, you know, keep their bodies moving and help them move without aching. So I'm just imagining like this body that, you know, you just got to get up and get moving, even if it's hurting or even if, you know, like you just got to get going, get going and get to doing something that's going to help you feel better about yourself. I would, okay, no, I can understand that because if I think about it, because subconsciously I can, I can see that because. Like in school, we learned about um, Eastern medicine as, as well as Western medicine. So, you know, you've you got your Eastern side. So you have like your, your Asian body works. You've got like your acupuncture, your acupressure. And the big thing in that is your chi. It's always moving, always flowing. Mm-hmm. The problems start when it goes stagnant, right. when it's stuck, when it's building up. So, so long as it's moving, you're fine. But the minute it goes stagnant, you start getting your aches, your pains. You start getting diseases. You start getting depression. You start... And that's and that's pretty much for everything in life. When you branch it out, when you don't, when you have nothing going on and you're not moving, that's when people get depressed. When you get depressed, you start getting sick. So so long as so just keep moving and don't let that happen. Don't let don't let it stop you, slow you down, so that you get to the point where you're just stagnant. So yeah, no, I can see, I can see how I would e- immediately equate that to like my my schooling. I do. I totally see it. And it goes back to, you know, if, if there's someone out there listening, you know, like, oh, I have a background in this, but I'm doing something totally different. That's okay. That's okay. Like I, I hate, I hate to hear that people have this idea of a failure because they got their degree in one thing and then they're not doing it. It's like, oh, well I failed. I might as well just give up. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like if you look at so many people's stories, like that's what it helps you in so many ways just shape you as a person so yeah. I just I love that I love so it's seeping into your life whether you're thinking about it consciously or subconsciously those exactly those practices and those teaches they're helping you but, exactly okay, so let's move on to the next question um do you consider yourself a perfectionist yes <laughs> yes to a certain extent, I will say absolutely yes, but there's a there's a there's a point in your perfection, your like your your your, I guess your strive to perfection where you have to say, look, good enough is enough. Sometimes like it doesn't it doesn't have to be perfect. So I'm the one that you tell me you have a problem, and I'm immediately taking notes on what you said. You haven't had you haven't asked me to help with the problem. I'm just immediately <laughs> taking notes on what you're saying. What the problem is in my head, I'm like, okay, I have 80, I have 80 different websites I can go look at for this. I have this person I can talk to. I've got contingencies for my what ifs. And I'm like, look, at, at some point you just have to, it's fine. It's fine. 
Like it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to know where each puzzle piece is going to fit in. As long as you start putting the pieces together, you'll find it eventually. So that's my problem. I like that though. You have all the pieces and just put them together eventually. I like that because I feel like a half, you know, not even a half finished puzzle. I feel like, so, you know, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, well, I'm missing a few pieces. You know, the dog ate some or something, you know, like we gotta, we gotta go back and reinvent, you know, stitch some stuff together, get some super glue out and fix this thing. But yeah, I like that analogy. Okay, so my next question is, what's the best advice you would give to your younger self? Oh, man. Let me see. Hmm. Don't. Let me see. I, I think I would just say things get better. Like, I, I wouldn't want her to change anything because everything that we learned along the way to get to this point today got us to this point today. Right. Got us to the mentality that we have. So I would really just tell her, keep moving. It gets better. It gets, it gets better. That's awesome. That's so good. And, and, you know, when I, when I ask this question at the end, it's so funny. Like I have to just be really quiet on your pause. Cause that's what everyone does. They're like, Oh, what would I say? It's kind of like that slap in the face. Like, Oh, I don't know. I don't want to talk to her anymore. Like is she even around, you know, <laughs> that's how I feel about it. I'm like, Oh, like, no, 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 no. She's not allowed to come out anymore. You know, <laughs> but no, that's so good. That's so good. Just keep going. Get, get out of bed. 80% of it is just getting out of bed. <laughs> Seriously. Well, this is the part where I want to um, give you an opportunity to let our listeners know where they can find more about you. So do you have uh, some social media sites or a website where um, we can follow your journey? So I have Instagram and I have a Facebook for my business page. Um, I want to say that well, actually, no, everything is just Naya, R-E-I, so N is in Nancy, Y-I-A, R is in Robert, E is in Edward, I is in India, um, and you'll be able to pull me up for all of those, and then I have, like, my personal page where I put all of my funny workout stuff, because I, I try to incorporate now working out on top of trying to run a business. So that's just a uh, lady underscore Naya. And that's when I talk about how I'm think re- let I, after my gym, after with my personal trainer, I lay down on my floor and I like, I make a video and I'm like, I'm, I'm reevaluating my life choices. <laughs> well, I didn't know about that one. I'm going to have to go check that out today because yeah, I can only imagine <laughs> how it is right after you finish a workout. Oh my goodness. What are we doing? He made me flip tires today, guys. I don't even oh, know why no. they're tires like this. Like, just, just my inner thoughts about what happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And what parts of your body are either going to be so sore tomorrow or the parts where you're like, I don't even know if I need those anymore. They're like, my toes are just going to fall off. I don't even need them anymore. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I didn't even know these areas sweat. How do these right? areas sweat? They have sweat glands? What in the world? <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's so funny. Well, Naya, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We've really enjoyed having you. Thank you for having me. Y'all, wasn't Naya's story so good? Just her courage to move across the country, first of all, 
to find her way or to find the warmest weather possible inspired me in so many ways. Some of the major points in our interview were we talked about you need to keep going even when you aren't sure how the journey will turn out and to have the forefront of helping other people always on the top of your mind and that tenacity to keep learning new things along the way will just keep you going that much further. And bringing stories like Naya's is what this podcast is all about. And so I wanted to give you one more final takeaway. Just show up. Just show up. That's it. And Naya even touched on the fact that she doesn't feel like a total success yet, but she's making things happen. She isn't making her millions of dollars or running her company that she plans to just keep skyrocketing over the next few years. But she's not giving up either. And if you listen to any successful person out there, they'll tell you that the attitude of just showing up is the most important thing. Just keeping one foot in front of the other and just show up. Man, that's good stuff. Like that's just such a good point to end on today. So that does it for episode 12. And remember to go check out the show notes at crystalprofit.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review and go check out Naya's journey. So stay tuned for next week's episode and remember... Keep it up, rookies. We all have to start somewhere.